So hello, everybody, and welcome back to our Wake Up with WFAB podcast. This is your host, Leticia, uh, your African Barbie. And today we're going to cover a topic that I really love. Um, honestly, we always, always say that skills make money. When you want to make more money, especially in like our generation in today's society, people know that when it comes to like making more money, at one point, it means that what you currently know is not enough to reach the type of income that you want, right? Sometimes when you have a job, for example, you work at a job and, you know, you want to make like you want to reach another level of income. What happens most of the time is that you have to get back to school and get a certain certificate or get something that might actually make you have more knowledge about something. And this knowledge is supposed to help you reach another level of income, right? That's, that's for a reason. It's because knowledge, applied knowledge, is worth something, right? In the workspace, the reason why somebody that has a bachelor and somebody that has a master will not necessarily get paid the same is because your knowledge is valuable and your knowledge can be turned into money. So in a job context, of course, you will, you know, serve the company you're working for and they're in like at one point you're going to benefit them if you have more knowledge than somebody with a lower degree, right? So you can apply this to literally anything. That was an example with the job, but when you're an entrepreneur, most of the time when you reach a certain level of income to reach another one, you find yourself like realizing I'm probably missing something. That's probably something I need to learn more of. Maybe it's sales, maybe it's content creation, maybe it's my marketing, maybe it's my communication, uh, maybe it's something about my product. It depends if you're like in network marketing or in traditional business. Maybe it's something about your product that you're selling or that you created, right? Most of the time you just end up where uh, to a point where you're like, okay, I need to learn something more if I want to reach the next level. So that's my point. The reason why I wanted to cover this topic is because I see a lot of people that are interested in actually learning a new skill. A lot of people want to learn how to trade. A lot of people want to learn how to create content, a lot of people want to learn all this thing, e-commerce, right? Our generation is interested in learning a lot of things, but most people never actually do it. And let me tell you why. I was watching a video um, a few days ago. I, I actually didn't write down the name. Um, I wish I had, but it was like on the YouTube channel that is called TEDx Talk. I don't know if you guys watch it. But I love this YouTube channel because it's so short. Like it's personal development in like 15 minutes. And I'm somebody that cannot focus for a long time. So I love those little videos that you can watch 10 minutes. You watch it and you go on with your day. Or when I don't feel inspired, in, like during my day, I will just listen to it for a few minutes and go back to what I have to do. So this video was literally talking about the fact that we live in an overstimulated world. We have so many information around us. Literally, the power of internet that is also a curse is that we're exposed to so much information. We're exposed to so much information all the time, all the time. And today, learning a skill doesn't mean going to school or learning from somebody, right? Anyone can learn practically everything. So if you can learn everything, what happens is that you end up learning nothing because your brain is so stimulated. You have so many things 
you can be doing. So when your brain is too stimulated, it's not good too. So what happens is that in our society, a lot of people end up a little bit lost in the sauce because they're like, whoa, I can be doing so much. I can be learning so much. I have access to all this information, but what can I do with it, right? And the difference between what would happen like 50 years ago, 100 years ago is that you don't need to go to school and the way society used to teach people was through accountability. That's why in school, you have a teacher, you have like um, an authority figure that is giving you the assignments, that is telling you what to do. You have the classmates, that is your account accountability structure, right? The people you can text, the people you can ask in the morning, oh, did you get the homework done? All of this is a system because that's how all of us were wired to learn. In order for you to learn today's chapter, you need the teacher in front of the classroom telling you this is the first point and this is the second one. Take notes, remind you, take notes and take notes. And tomorrow you will have this and this and that to do. And next one, this is what we're going to go over. Literally, all you have to do is sit down, take notes, go home, review your notes. But the learning part, most of the learning part is done for you. You have that accountability system. So I understand why it's hard when I, I tell you, okay, today you're going to learn trading. Today you're going to learn sales on your own. Without that accountability system, it can be very hard. And it's normal. I want to start this call by saying it's very normal that sometimes, you, for example, if you, you recently started learning how to create content or you decided recently to start, I don't know, anything, any skill that you're trying to learn, it, it's normal and it's okay that you feel like it's overwhelming because that's not how your brain was wired in the first place. The way you learned your entire life is through accountability, through somebody telling you this is the first step and this is the second one and this is the third one with a structure that was already all done for you, right? With a, an accountability partner. Sometimes you make friends with people in the classroom and it's accountability, right? You have somebody to remind you, oh, did you do the assignment for next week? Sometimes you already forgot, but you have this person, but now you're on your own. So self-education is one of the hardest thing in the world. Your, your, your brain, especially nowadays, is not wired like that. So understand that it is okay and it is normal. Understand that. So what I'm going to talk about today to help you guys understand how you can learn and perfect any skill, we're going to talk about the barriers that you have in your brain that can, you know, um, give you like a hard time learning something new. We're going to talk about the barriers and then I'm going to give you four steps that you can use to actually learn any skill. And you're going to see that I'm always going to give you examples because you can literally apply that to anything, literally anything. So the first barrier to learn a skill is emotional and it's the biggest one. The first barrier is the emotional one. Most people will never learn something new or never try, even try something new because they're scared of looking stupid. And that seems so simple and so like obvious, but people don't realize how 
important that is to realize that if you're scared of looking stupid, you're not taking action. In this emo emotional barrier, there's also like handling failure. Because as I was saying, your brain was wired like you need to learn something, then you have the tests, and you need to make the less mistakes possible to get a good grade. That's what you're taught. You're taught that during practice in the classroom, if you want to make a mistake, do so. But even in the classroom, you feel a little awkward making a mistake, right? That's how we learn. The, the most basic way of learning today is school. Most of us got to school, right? Even if it was middle school, high school, whatsoever, you learn in the classroom maybe at one point. That's why I'm taking this example a lot because that's what people know. But the fear of looking stupid, the fear of like failing is inside of us. And when you're self-taught, you're going to make a lot of mistakes on your own and nobody's going to tell you, you know what, it's fine that you did a mistake. You're going to have to go through this emotional, this pain of, oh my God, I'm so tired of learning this. I'm, I keep failing. I keep making mistakes and I keep doing it wrong, right? That's one of the barriers that you have. And most people think of what they have to do more than they actually do it. That's an emotional barrier too. A lot of people will spend years telling you, you know what, I really want to get into content creation. You probably all have a friend or maybe you're this person if you're listening to the podcast. You've been wanting to start a YouTube channel for years. You've been wanting to, I don't know, learn how to ride a bike. You've been wanting to learn how to dance for years and for months. And you're, you know that the idea is sitting in your brain. The reason why you didn't take action upon it is emotional because you're like, that's a barrier. Maybe it's a belief barrier. You're like, maybe I'm not going to be good at it. But once again, it's emotional. It's not factual. You don't know if you're going to be good at it. You didn't even try, right? But you have to go through this emotional, um, this emotional problem if you want to get to the moment where you start practicing and you start learning if you're emotionally you're still very attached to that oh my god I don't believe in myself I don't believe I can actually do it why would you take action so that's the first barrier for most people and especially again you're you're so used to somebody telling you what to do so that would be the first barrier I believe that everybody goes through when it comes to learning something new. The second one is finding the resources. Finding the resources because it's so easy to say, okay, oh my God, I'm going to learn how to, how to ride a bike and end up learning from somebody that never, that don't even know how to ride a bike. That's a stupid example. But in today's society, everybody wants to teach and to learn everything. So I don't know if you guys listen to Kevin Trudeau, your wish is your command, but something I remember from this amazing podcast is who do you listen to? You need to choose your teachers properly, especially when you're self-taught because the difference with the school system or with traditional learning is that nobody is gonna tell you why somebody is reliable or not. You're gonna to have to figure it out one way or another to figure out who are the people that actually deserve 
that you learn from them? What type of results do they have, right? Who do you listen to? Finding the resources. What are the results that this person have? If for example, I wanna learn how to trade, I wanna make sure that I'm learning from an expert trader. That's exactly why when I started my investing journey, I decided to join a platform with a lot of experts, a lot of people that have experience, a lot of people that have, you know, that have the results that I want. People that live off of trading. Why will I learn how to trade with somebody that can basically not place a trade? Somebody who doesn't know anything about the markets, right? Content creation. If I want to go viral on TikTok, I want to make sure that the person I'm talking to, that my coach, when it comes to social media, has a social media platform that is actually working and getting attention, right? So when you learn something new, pay attention to who you listen to as well, because it can be overwhelming if you're watching a YouTube channel and then you're reading a book and it's two opposite information. And then you talk to somebody in the field and it gives you another information and you're just lost, right? If you listen to everyone at the same time, you end up being lost. You don't want to be lost. You, you want to have clarity so you can be learning properly. So make sure that your teacher is the right one. So how, by the results, you will know if, if this person is worth listening to or not. And also find a system that already works. If, for example, you find a mentor, you find a coach that already have a program that is put in place for you to learn, I don't know anything. That's why people take fitness coach. Honestly, you can literally go to the gym and figure it out on your own. At one point, you're going to figure out that, okay, when I do this, my muscle kind of, you can, you can figure it out, to be honest. But most people get a fitness coach because they know that this person probably made those mistakes first and knows what it takes to grow a muscle. So why would you waste your time figuring it out and holding the dumbbell, not the right way, and it hurts your back to figure out that, okay, if I do it like that, my back hurts. And then if I don't do this, I'm not going to grow. And if I do this, I'm growing, right? So that's why people get fitness coach. Who is your teacher? Right? Who is your teacher? Who do you listen to? Because when you have the right resources, you're going to be good to go when it comes to actually learning that new skill that you want to learn. The third barrier is to start practicing, to start, to take action. Most people, um, they don't understand that before you can actually practice something, you need to get ready. Most people don't get ready to learn. They want to learn right away. What do I mean by that? If you don't have the background research around the topic, if you don't have the background tools, the background resources, it's going to be very hard for you to learn a skill and to practice it before you learn it. Practice is part of learning, but sometimes you need a little bit of theory before you can get into, into practice. Most people forget that part. Let's take an example. If I want to learn what example can we take? Let's say I want to learn how to play piano. 
well, I would need to find a place with a piano or probably buy one for myself, right? The piano, I need the piano. I need it. But after that, I need to learn how to read, you know, those um, petition paper. I need to learn how to read them, right? There are so many things around playing piano. Maybe I need to do exercises to, I used to play piano. I, I didn't know that if you want to play piano, you first need to learn how to coordinate your fingers because most people, they don't have coordination in their fingers. So when I was a kid, I would always have exercises to do at home with my fingers to coordinate them so that the, the I don't even know, remember the name of the fingers, but that's some background work I needed before I could actually play a song on the piano, right? You need the coordination in your fingers and you need the actual piano and you need the partition and you need to know a little bit about the notes. What are the different notes, right? You need so many background work, but most people don't do the background work, don't do the background, like full idea of what's going on before they can actually play piano. And if you look up any research paper, like especially from scholars from universities, when you look up how much time does it take, because most people, that's the number one question. How much time does it take to learn a new skill? They're gonna tell you it takes up to 10,000 hours and it's wrong. Let me explain. Scholars say that it takes up to 10,000 hours to learn something, but what they actually meant is that it takes 10,000 hours to become an expert at something. But learning something doesn't mean being an expert. You can learn something and be reasonably good and better than what you were a week ago. Maybe you're not gonna be playing Mozart on the piano, but after a few hours, I, can, I believe you could be playing something a little bit easier. You still learn something. The fact of actually learning is not the 10,000 hours. And the reason why they, they got to this number is because the, the, the research around learning started with athletes. They would look at athletes and you have to understand that this field is very competitive. So in a very competitive um, space, such as an, being an, in the athlete world, they measured how you can be at the top. Let's say you're playing football. The research was about if you're a beginner and you wanna get at the top, at the top of the top of a football team, what should you, how many hours would you need up to 10,000 hours? But it doesn't take 10,000 hours to learn how to play football. So I did my research, I, you know, walked through a few papers, a few videos, and I learned that, well, let me ask you the question, how many hours do you think you, you need to learn something? How many hours? Just to learn it. Let's say today you're a complete beginner. You don't know anything about it. How many hours do you think you need to be reasonably good? Like you kind of know how to do it. Five. Of course, it depends on what we're talking about, but let's give like an average. How many hours do you think? 10 about 12. So 
I'm in my research and it's 20. People get pretty good at something they didn't know at all after 20 hours of practice, but that's after the background work I was talking about. So 20 hours of something will make you go from nothing to being reasonably good, but if you practice the right thing, because that's another thing, a lot of people practice the wrong thing. So you can be practicing for 20 hours doing the wrong thing. And after 20 hours, be stuck at the same place. But it's not because you, you're not good at it. It's because you're practicing the wrong thing. But after 20 hours of something, I can guarantee you, you can get, get pretty good at a lot of things. And when I saw that, a lot of times I beat myself up for some things. Like I'm human. I can be like, oh my God, I'm not so good at editing videos. And when I read that, I was like, but actually, Leticia, how many hours did you spend editing? I'm like, oh yeah, I'm not close to my 20 hours. I'm really not. Sometimes I'm like, oh, I'm not so good at doing this. I'm not so good at doing that. And that's what I said. I say to my team all the time. I'm not so good at posting stories on, on Instagram. Yeah, but how many stories did you post? Did you post 20 hours worth of stories? Because I think I posted like around 1,000, 10,000 hours worth of stories. I've been doing it. So I'm not better than you. I just had a lot of hours to get to where I'm at. So aim for the amount of hours. Don't aim for perfection. Because if you keep doing it, you keep repeating it, and you keep getting feedback, eventually you're going to get good at it. A lot of people after a month in investing, after a month in anything, oh my God, I didn't get results. Okay, but how many hours did you actually spend doing it? Oh, it's been three months that I'm trading. Okay, but how many hours did you spend trading this month? People don't even know. They couldn't even tell you. So what? if you want to learn something and be very intentional, literally set timers. And that's what I'm doing right now. I'm very obsessed with baking right now. That's my thing. My little, <laughs> I love baking and I love cooking in general. I'm literally timing myself. I'm setting timers and I have a little notebook where I write down, okay, today I baked for 20 minutes and I want to see how good I get after 20 hours. I'm going to be so, so excited when I'm going to see that I, I got past my 20 hours. So literally set timers for yourself. If you want to learn how to take pictures, I don't know anything, literally anything. If you, you're like, oh, I don't know how to cook. Okay, cook for 20 hours. Watch a video and do the background work first. Break the emotional barrier. Break the, find the resources. Find a YouTube channel that you like. A YouTube channel of somebody that is very good at teaching beginners how to cook. That's the background work. You're not into the 20 hours yet. And when you have the recipe, you have the resources, you have the, the tools, you have everything you bought everything you need in the kitchen, start timing yourself and cook for 20 hours intentionally. And let me tell you, you're going to know how to cook. That's so simple. So when you think about it like that, you, you will realize that you don't suck at anything. You just didn't get enough hours of practice and intentional practice. And you didn't have the intentional background work that you needed to get into this new topic with confidence. That's just it. And when you see it like that, you end up being so easy on yourself. Like I don't go hard on myself for, for not knowing something because I know I just didn't get enough practice or I didn't get enough knowledge about it. 
I don't suck at anything. If I do suck at something, it means I didn't take time to learning intentionally. That's how I see it. And I'm very confident to say something. Oh, I just don't know. And I would love to know. I would love to know. We want the perfect from the start, but don't give us the time to train enough to get perfect. That's so true. If you didn't train, how can you be perfect? Right? So watching this video, I saw that there are actually four different steps when it comes to learning something. The first one is deconstruct this, deconstruct the skill. Don't be broad. Because I find that a lot of people, especially because I'm a coach, I'm a mentor, a lot of people want to learn big things instead of deconstructing the goal in different skills that they want to learn. For example, when you want to become a content creator, there is a lot of things around being a content creator. Learning how to be a content creator is very broad. And if you divide the 20 hours, you do two hours of editing, two hours of learning how to like model, take pictures whatsoever, two hours of like learning how to, I don't know, create a flyer for a promotion. If you take two hours, two hours, two hours, two hours of 10 different things, you actually spend just two hours editing. So you're not good at editing. You actually spend just two hours learning how to create the flyer. So you're not good at editing the flyer because you get so focused on the big picture and you don't deconstruct the goal into different skills that you need to learn in the way, the goal is way harder to reach. So again, with the example of content creation, deconstruct it. What is it exactly that you want to learn? Is it how to be a public speaker? Because a content creator can be speaking or not. Some people don't speak on social media. They don't talk. But do you want to do that? If you want to do that, practice this. Is it sales with content creation? Is it aesthetic? Is it web design? I don't know. What is it that you want to learn exactly? Because content creation is so large. Is it editing? And when you know, you're going to add up the 20 hours, 20 hours, 20 hours of editing, 20 hours of this and 20 hours of that. And you can create a total and you know how much hours you need to become an actual content creator. If you want to become a network marketer, a network marketer is somebody that do does a lot of things. <laughs> if I had to take 20 hours to learn how to, uh, to become a network marketer, I wouldn't know where to start because that's so broad. I got to learn how to sell a product. I got to learn how to use social media. I got to learn how to coach somebody else, how to onboard somebody else. I got to learn how to train other people. I got, I got to learn so many things. Like I, I wouldn't even know where to start. But when I deconstruct the skill of network marketing, there are seven skills, how to invite, how to prospect, how to follow up, how to close, right? I can divide it. That's why when I have somebody coming into my network marketing business, I always start with helping them understand what are the seven different skills of network marketing. Because if I come at them and I'm like, okay, I'm going to make you a network marketer and you don't even know what it is, it's so scary. What's the first step? What's the second step? What's the third step? That's how you learn. That's how your brain is wired. So the broader the skill, the more times you will have to repeat the 20 hours. And some of us, we think we're learning something, but we're learning, learning everything at the same time. And that's why it's so hard. 
take it one at a time. Take it one at a time. Let's say you start a business today. 20 hours, let's say you do four hours a day for five days and you have two days off, let's say. Let's say you don't have anything else to do. Let's say you're an entrepreneur, you're at home, right? Four hours a day for five days every week. You can learn one skill a week. That's crazy. If you don't have that much time, you can be learning one skill in two weeks. 20 hours of learning how to speak, like public speaking. But even public speaking is broad. What is it about public speaking that you want to learn? Is it charisma? Is it how you articulate? Is it like the actual, what you're saying? Is it like how to compose like your speech? Is it, what do you want to learn? Because public speaking is broad too. It's very, a lot, it's a large topic. Do you want to learn how to, I don't know, move your hands properly, move your, what is your body language, right? There are so many different topics inside of every single skill that you, you think you're actually learning right now, but you're not actually learning it because you're learning so many different things at the same time. So in sales, what do you want to learn about sales? Is it handling objections? Is it how to have more postures? Is it about how to have urgency when you're selling something? What do you want to learn? Do you want to learn how to make calls? A lot of my team members are like, yeah, Leticia, you're so good at calls. When you book calls with people, they, they, they buy something from you. Yeah, but you know how many calls I did? <laughs> A bunch. <laughs> A bunch of calls. I've been on calls for a year and a half since I started my business. I used to have days in my first months of business when I had nobody wanting to join my team. I would have like 10 calls a day back to back from like 1 p.m. to 8 p.m. I was sitting in my, in my apartment calling people over and over and over and making mistakes and asking my mentor, can you hop on the call and listen to what I'm saying and tell me what's wrong? Right, literally taking notes during my own calls to read it later and see what was wrong about my call. So today it's so easy to say, oh, let's just say so good at sales call. If she's hop on a phone call with a potential client, she's going to close the deal. It's so easy to say that when you didn't see the hours and hours and hours I spent booking calls with people. So that I wanted to be very good at that. So I focused on that. I've been on so many calls. Started last week and wanted to be as good as Mel from the start. Exactly. <laughs> you can't. Because we've been on calls. Even trainings. Today, I'm so good at training on, on Zoom, like explaining something to people, teaching people something. But becoming a coach and a mentor, it comes with hours of practice too. My first trainings were probably trash. <laughs> My first trainings, they were probably like not a lot of value for people out there. But I had to do it. I had to do a first training that was not so good. But now I'm very above the 20 hours of training people. Right? I do have a lot of hours of trainings. Look, I could back and listen to my voice notes. <laughs> yeah, 
even voice notes. I got so good at voice notes. Like literally I'm like, and I go on with my day. Literally, I'm so good at texting. I'm so good at so many things that I could improve. So step one is deconstruct the skill. Um, step two is learn enough to self-correct. Have resources and know the common mistakes. That's so important to know the common mistakes so you don't beat yourself up for it. If you know that the common mistakes of a new network marketer in this and this, is this and this and that, when you go through it, starting network marketing, you're not going to beat yourself up. Oh my God, I'm so, I don't, I suck at it. No, you don't. You're a new network marketer and these are the common mistakes that you're going to make. So learn about the common mistakes too, in order to self-correct. That's super key because a lot of people want to learn, but they don't want to know what the mistakes are going to be before they even happen. When I started my business, I knew that most people, when they start posting on social media, the mistake that they make is that they post a lot, but it's not necessarily quality. But you know what? I was like, that's the common mistake. So you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to post a lot because that's a common mistake. But I'm going to do that in order to find what works for my audience. That's the common mistake. So I knew that in the beginning, I would have to go through that posting, 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 quantity, quantity, quantity. And at one point I'm going to see that, okay, quality is better. I'd rather post three reels that are high value, that are well done, than post one reel a day for seven days and have low views, low engagement, because the content is not well thought of, right? I'd rather post less stories today if I know that my energy is not the best then post 20 stories of me faking how good I feel right that's the common mistakes a lot of people on social media want to be somebody else so when I started social media I knew that at one point I would start copying other people so when that would happen I would be like yeah that's normal like that's my social media journey it's normal that at the beginning I'm trying to find my style so I'm going to get inspired by other people, what you're doing, and that's, that's okay. But I can self-correct. And like now when I watch my, my social, I, I look at my social media page, I'm just like, am I being myself? That's a question I ask myself all the time. Is it me? What I'm posting right now is me. Does it feel like me? I want to make sure that it does because I want to self-correct. If you know the common mistakes for a new baker, and you, you, you go through something, I don't know, when you, I, I'm very into like learning how to do rip, whipped cream, like foam, I don't know how to say that, foam, a cream foam, something like that, I love that, but it's so easy to mess it up, like <laughs> cold foam, exactly, it's so easy to mess this, but it's just so simple to do, but I looked it up, okay, common mistake, your, your, um, your, your, the things that you use, you should freeze them first, for example, because when it's super cold, it's easier for it to, to become a foam. I didn't know that, but I had to look it up. These are the common mistakes of a new baker. Your cream, your cold foam can never turn into a foam if everything is not put together well and if the, the recipient is not cold enough, right? These are, it's a common mistake. So I'm not beating myself up. Oh my God, I don't have a cold phone for my cake. Like I knew it would happen. That's okay. I'm going to start again tomorrow in my 20 hours. 
I'm going to let you guys know if my cold foam finally <laughs> worked because for now, I didn't get one that was amazing, but it's going to come. <laughs> okay, I know my cold foam game is about to, I'm going to step it up. Okay, that's a, an example to show you that the common mistakes will help you get through failure and will help you self-correct and will help you understand that it is a journey. Okay, the third step is to remove practice barriers. So what is actually stopping you from practicing? And I realized that a lot of times I learned a lot about myself trying to learn a new skill. I don't know if that makes sense. When I was learning how to become a content creator, when I was learning how to become better at speaking, I learned a lot about myself. And this is a, a practice barrier. When I started my business, I thought I was an extrovert, but really I'm not. <laughs> Starting this business, I realized that I am very, like I am a little bit of both. I'm an introvert and I'm an extrovert, both. But when I'm an introvert, I'm a big introvert. When I'm on my introverted days, like don't talk to me, literally. And learning the skill of public speaking and learning the skill of being like socially involved with people all the time, because that's what being a mentor, being a coach is about. I learned that I have a little bit of social anxiety. That's, that's true. And that was a practice barrier for me. So I had to learn about like emotional awareness and understand that I do have social anxiety. So that being a, a practice barrier, what can I do to improve that? Why do I have social anxiety? Sometimes I feel awkward, I bite my nails, right? So my social anxiety can be a practice barrier. So working on my social anxiety and understanding it better and understanding the concept of social battery, understanding that I'm the type of person that cannot be around people for too long. Sometimes I just need to sit back, be on my own, be at home for a few weeks, and then I'm going to come back, right? That's who I am. Understanding that made me such a good speaker because I know what's the routine that I need to have before a call like that so I can have all the energy to pour into you guys because I learned about myself while I was learning this skill. A lot of people learn the skill of trading and understand that they have a very bad relationship with money. That's something you learn about yourself when you learn how to trade. A lot of people are so attached to money, like they're emotionally involved with money. I'm somebody I'm very not emotionally involved with money. Like when I spend money and when I get money, like for me, money is a flow. But there are a lot of people that are very emotionally involved with money. When they spend it, you feel like, oh my God, how, do you really have to spend that money? Like they spend it, but it's a hard move to make. You know what I mean? And sometimes people don't know this until they start trading and then they lose money. They lose a trade and they want to trade again. And they lose a trade, they want to trade again. They lose a trade, they want to trade again. But that's not about trading. The problem is you and your relationship with money. So if you're intentional with this emotional awareness and you work on it, you're going to learn a lot about yourself learning this new skill. And you're going to remove a lot of practice barriers. A lot of things are barriers between you and your practice it's not the actual practice it's the barrier sometimes it's 
I don't know if, for example, you want to become a singer, maybe you have an insecurity about your voice that is maybe very beautiful. You could be a very good singer, but you, you have this insecurity. You don't really like your voice, but be, because you never wanted to be a singer before, you never realized it, that you were insecure about your voice. That's a stupid example. Just to show you that you're going to learn a lot about yourself, about what you think of yourself and what you think of other people, what you think of, of the outside world. So you can change your inner world and you can remove those practice barriers and actually start learning. And this video literally blew my mind. That's why I wanted to train on this because it blew my mind. I was like, I don't think I learned anything in 2022. The 2023, I'm going to learn a lot of new things. I'm just going to, my brain is going to be very stimulated this year. I'm going to learn a lot because I know how to learn properly now. So that was step three. Step one was deconstruct the skill. Step two, learn enough to self-correct. Step three, remove practice barriers. And four, practice for 20 hours. After you did the three steps, go practice. And when that count start, starts, the zero to one hour, it, was, it would be hard. Because you know what? Most of us, we are on execution mode and we're not on learning mode. Because a lot of, especially people in their 30s, in their 40s, 50s, a lot of people, it's been a while since they learned something. It's not common to just, you, you've been to university, some of you guys, 10 years ago, 20 years ago, five years ago. Guys, I was in university in December. I'm currently taking a break. And at the end of the month, like of January, I had a hard time like reading a book. And a month ago, I was droning like in lectures and assignments. And like a month ago, it was a habit. And end of January, reading a book started becoming very hard for me. So imagine what that difference did for me that just not going to school for a month. Imagine what it can do to your brain when you've not been on learning mode for years and years and years. You're just on ex execution mode, probably going to your job, you're coming back home, you have your your day-to-day -day life, you're not actually always learning intentionally like that, like in school. So most of you guys, your brain probably doesn't even remember what it feels like. And that's why it's so hard, but it's not impossible. It just means that you, be, you need to be very intentional to, with teaching your brain how to learn again, teaching your brain how to learn, learn again. And when I said I love baking videos, the reason why I started doing this is because I started feeling a little overwhelmed about learning serious stuff. Like I would start learning a new trading strategy and I would get so mad. Like after 20 minutes, I'm like, I don't understand on nothing. And what is this? Like the indicators, like I've been, I don't understand what's going on here. I would close my computer and be so frustrated. It's normal. And then I had a call with one of my mentors and she told me, you know, Leticia, the brain, your brain doesn't know the difference between what you learn that is supposed to make you money, that is serious and all that, and what you learn that is that you enjoy. So you need to have the right balance in your week between learning things that you don't really want to learn, but you know that you have to learn and things that you want to learn, but you genuinely want to learn it. 
So she told me like, be intentional. What can you learn that you actually, actually love that you can learn at the same time as something that you don't really want to learn? And I was like, that's so smart. What I did, I started learning how to bake. And at the same time, I'm learning how to train. I'm learning sales. I'm learning all, I'm still learning a lot of stuff, but baking is distracting my brain. But at the same time, it's putting my brain in learning mode because it's the same mode. Whether I'm learning how to bake or learning how to sell or learning how to trade or learning how to do all these things that are so serious, it's the same mode. Your brain doesn't know the difference. It just doesn't. So if sometimes you find yourself trying so hard, so hard to learn something and you seem stuck because you're never stuck, you always feel stuck, Understand that your brain is not on learning mode. You just need to help him get back to the learning mode. Learn anything else that you would enjoy. Um, the guy that I like, I watched the video about, he learned how to play ukulele. That was his thing. So when he would learn something about his business and all these things so serious and he would get mad or be a little bit like he wouldn't know what to do next. He would just play ukulele. That's something just distracts your brain, but that was still something new. So by learning ukulele, it was at the same time putting his brain on, on learning mode and then he could get back to what he actually have to do and be inspired. So your brain is doing good. Don't be hard on yourself. It's okay that sometimes you're trying so hard to learn a new skill, but sometimes it's just that you don't have all the different steps very clear in your head. And I hope that this uh, call helped you understand better what's the structure behind and like the mindset that you need to have if you want to learn a new skill. So conclusion, really break the barriers, get resourceful, have accountability when you build that habit because learning is a habit have accountability. It's so fun to learn something with someone else. I've always wanted to learn how to lift weights. I just love being strong. Like I'm very, very masculine. If you guys didn't know, I, I've always wanted to lift very heavy and be that girl that lifts super heavy weights. That's what I, I've always wanted to do. And I'm doing this with a friend right now. When I'm going to the gym, I'm, I'm going to, with my friends. So that's accountability for me because she knows I want it so bad and she wants it so bad. So when we go together, I'm like, you're lifting it. This is not heavy enough. And she's like, oh yeah, you're right. But if she was alone or if I was alone, maybe we wouldn't be reaching the goals we're reaching right now. I'm just so excited. So get accountability in business. That's why we have WFAB, right? That's why I, I was so obsessed when I started with WFAB to know that I can build a business at the same time as like hundreds and thousands of people that are learning exactly the same thing as me, doing exactly the same thing. We're all on the same journey, right? We all have our own goals, but we are on the same journey. I was obsessed with that idea. I was like, that's so fun. That's so fun. Literally, I can run my own business, but at the same time, I have somebody running their own business just next to me, and I just have to reach out for help, right? And if you want to perfect the skill after you get to the 20 hours, aim for the 10,000. So if right now you've been involved in some kind of activity, 
do you think you're close to your 10,000 hours? Put it in the chat. I was trying to calculate for how many hours I've been learning how to be a network marketer in general, and I don't even think I'm close to the 10,000 hours. That's a lot of hours. So if currently you're doing something, if you have a business or you are you have a hobby, put it in the chat. Do you think you're close to your 10,000 hours? I just want to know. Um, but before you do these steps and complete your 20 hours and get close to your 10,000 hours, don't beat yourself up. You're on track. Everything is going to work out perfectly fine. You're going to learn eventually. And it feels so good when you actually reach the goal, when you actually become expert at something, you started from scratch. Keep that in mind. Trust the process. Keep that in mind that it's so, learning is the best part because when you're the expert, you're teaching and it gets, it doesn't get boring, but it's just, you don't have anything left to learn. That's why I'm so excited every day because I know I still have a lot to learn. But when you're the expert, that's so boring. Don't you think? I think it's better to learn than to be the expert. You always have something that lights your, your, your brain on fire. You're just like, okay, I cannot figure this out, but I will. That's so exciting. Get excited about learning because this is what will make you the most money, to be honest with you. And I think that's what makes somebody successful. I know a lot of people that are not wealthy whatsoever, when they open their mouth, you, you listen to them, you, you hear the amount of knowledge that they have. I think that's real success. They know so much. But if they applied all that knowledge, they would be very, very wealthy. So knowledge is one thing. Knowledge is power, but applied knowledge is what really is going to help you create wealth, create the life that you want, if that's something that you want. Um, that's what's really going to be a game changer for you. Really being excited about learning, being excited about trying something new, being excited about getting better at something every single day. So if you ask yourself why entrepreneurs, like it's so, it's not easier to be an entrepreneur. Honestly, like for some people, it's even easier to just work a job and do all of that. But I think what's so great about entrepreneurship is that every single day, you're facing the decision of like doing nothing or decided to deciding to be better, but nobody's going to tell you to do it. What keeps me going is that I know that I have this, this contract with myself. I have this, this commitment to myself that I want to be better at what I do every single day. And it's my responsibility, me and myself only, nobody cares. Right. And having that type of responsibility, that type of commitment with yourself feels great long-term. It can seem like a lot of sacrifices at the beginning, a lot of struggle, a lot of I have to do this, I have to do that. But long-term, the commitment that you made with yourself, it's going to feel extremely good when you're going to have accomplished all these goals and you're going to learn all these things and you're going to apply them and that are going to pay you for a lifetime. Okay, so thank you for tuning in and listening to our Wake Up with Dobby Fab podcast. Don't forget to subscribe on our different platforms.